0: What is going on everybody, Uh, Jacob and Simon here, back at it with another episode of 6Pod. It is fantastic uh, to be back on the pod. Uh, We apologize for the week off. We recorded an episode, but there was an issue with the exporting of it. Um, So Jacob and I do apologize uh, for that. We are actually using uh, some new software this week. Um, So hopefully... uh, We don't run into any technical difficulties, and you, as the listener, can hear a difference. Hopefully, it's a little bit more crisper and clearer. Uh, That's the goal, at least, but I'm going to stop talking and introduce my co-host here. Uh, Jacob, how is your week going so far? It's not bad, Simon. Um, Definitely back into
1: more of a sense of routine this week, as last week was our First week of uh, university classes for the second semester, although they were online. I'm sure yours were. So yeah, just trying to get back into, you know, the swing Mm -hmm. of things. Trying to get some good routines going for the semester. Um, Yeah, Simon, as good as we can be during this time, you know, with everything kind of shut down. But how about you? How have you been this past week? What was your favorite song you listened to? What was was the song that was heavy in Simon's rotation this week?
0: Man. Yeah, that is keep a, you on your toes. Question. Um I'm I've been pro <laughs> man, it's gonna, be, gonna, uh, be, it's gonna be embarrassing. I've uh nah, nah. She uh, she's kind of fallen out of wow. the rotation to be honest. I've really been bumping Adele's uh Here's new the thing album. with Adele. Can I give a take on Adele, Simon? Is that okay? Um yeah, her 21 please. album
1: was her best one. And ever since then it's gone like yeah. downhill. When it's she's supposed to be, you know, the numbers are getting higher. You think the quality goes along with that? It's false, right? 21 peak, downhill since then. That's just me. Yeah. And that's that is a yeah, take. I'm
0: gonna be honest with you. Uh I um I kind of slept on. This most recent album. 30? I listened to that it is. once. Uh, and, and it's I her age, it's, yeah, right? Like that's her age when she like releases the album? That's how... That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I listened to it once. Uh, fully start to, start to end. And it really wasn't doing anything for me, to be completely honest. I, I was mm-hmm. kind of underwhelmed. But... I don't know. This past week, it kind of just showed up on my Spotify page. I was like, you know what, try part two. You got to right. She probably is like one of the best female vocalists of our generation. Even if you're not a fan of her her music per se, she is just immensely talented. And yeah, I've been kind of bumping it. That's a good question.
1: Um, It's a great take, Simon. Appreciate that. Yeah, my my song of the week is probably I don't know if you're familiar with an artist called JID.
0: No, uh, no, I've never heard of them or him or her. <laughs> uh, yeah, or it's, they it's a him uh, before
1: he. Yeah, uh, he released a song with Twenty One Savage this week, Simon. It's called Surround Sound. Really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, is it just a single just or a single, was it an just album? Just a single or, or um, you know, like okay, okay. I don't know about you, but when Friday comes around, it's always fun to to check out uh, what's new, what's popping, right?
0: How do you? Uh, Keep up to date on the ho- on the uh, hip hop scene.
1: Yeah, I use um, you know, XXL uh, magazine. Yeah, I oh yeah, yeah, Follow yeah. them on
0: Twitter, and they usually
1: have like uh who's releasing this Friday, and if you know any names, uh, pique my interest. I
0: usually uh, check them out. So, how about you? I'm gonna be honest. Just like the Spotify rap caviar mm. page or like new Friday mm-hmm. hits or whatever. There are certain artists where I'll like keep locked in for like releases and, and things like that. Have speaking of uh new releases, have you listened to the weekends album? Yeah. Sorry. I album? know this is the six pod and uh, the weekend is
1: uh you know, a six boy, but six boy, is that what he's called? A kid from the Six, Um, yeah, I. Uh, I think
0: you're. I think you're mixing up Starboy. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs>
1: he's but, the, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a Starboy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anyways. I wasn't a fan of this one, so I got to be honest. I know a couple, of my a couple, of my good friends are are pretty huge Weekend fans, and and they loved it. So,
0: I think, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, it's an experience. It's an experience. Sorry about that. Yeah, Anyways, the little music pod uh, uh,
1: introduction there today. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> That's a fantastic question. Uh, I like to keep you, you on asked. your toes, Simon. Kind That's of caught me do. off guard, but yeah, no. So we're going to start off with not a Toronto sports. This Is actually back to back, but one that kind of made. Simon, I was going to
1: say this is back to back. Pardon me? First segments that have to do with the Oilers.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's kind of similar. Uh, the Oilers are bad. And they continue Mm -hmm. to be bad. Uh, They've lost the last 12 out of 14 games. And they are 19th in the standings. And currently out of a playoff spot. Not a divisional playoff spot. We're talking like a wild card spot. And... They got shut down for a week because of COVID, right? This last week, they got um, their game postponed, and they had the Senators at home
1: in deadly Edmonton. Sands.
0: You see that on the schedule, Jacob, and you're like, "Fire me up! Sens are deadly right?
1: sleeper team. Can't
0: take no. They're light. they're bad this year. Can't that should be an light. automatic win. Well, and that's exactly what. Edmonton did. They got a lead, 3-1, which I think is the deadliest lead in hockey.
1: Expand on that.
0: Um, super dangerous. Well, I just feel like there's this sense of like security with a 3-1 lead, right? Because it's like, oh yeah, it's a two-goal lead or whatever. But especially if like the momentum changes, it can dissipate very, very quickly. And... The Edmonton Oilers are not good at hockey right now. And that's surprising because they have the best player on the planet, Tyson Berry, and another <laughs> and another top 5 player with Leon Draisaitl. When you have that talent, you really shouldn't be fighting for a wildcard spot. But here we are. And they're just not bad at hockey, Jacob. They're constructed poorly. Like they are just not built to be a good hockey team. They don't have goaltending at all. Zero. None. They have Mike Smith and Koskinen. Smith is, like, 50 years old, and Koskinen is, like, an EHL European goalie. So they don't have goaltending. They don't have defense with Tyson Berry, Cody Cece, Duncan Keith. The only good defenseman on that team is, is Darnell Nurse. But no matter how good Nurse is, that doesn't compensate for the rest of the misfit toys that make up the Edmonton blue line. And so when you are bad and designed as a team poorly, that's frustrating for its players. Wouldn't you say, I would say that that would probably be frustrating. Yeah. And when a team, when a team is designed poorly, right. Who do you think has to answer for that? Whose responsibility is it to answer to the faulty construction Should of be a the front team? office? I would say so, or the head yeah. coach, right? I don't believe it falls on the players. I Do think you? it's context. I think
1: I, I get what you're saying, where they're constructed poorly, but I think also to a certain extent, Simon, if you have guys like like Tyson Berry, I know we pick on him a lot, but like Tyson Berry. You know, like Duncan Keith. How much money are each of those guys making this
0: year, Simon? I think together they're probably around five, probably five million, six. Together $6 million or each? In in cap. I know. I would say. I, would I thought say Tyson together. was making five. I would say by s- himself. I would say seven. Yeah, but Keith is Keith is is cheaper now because of of his age. I I don't know that for sure. I can I can find that out. But it's not it's no. not they're not cheap and especially with the roles that they're playing keith uh especially has definitely yeah that's what i'm saying so year. i
1: think they have they've put expectations on a couple guys like obviously not dry or mcdavid but i mm-hmm. think they have expectations for certain guys that also aren't living up to the uh either the salary they're getting or the the promises they've made so obviously the first step i think to do is is look at the front office, look at the coaching and, and say hey if it's constructed wrong, what can we do with what we have to make this, you know, salvageable? Or are there players that simply just don't fit this mold too?
0: I think there's this confusion between a team that is not constructed well and a team that is underperforming. If Tampa for some reason just decided to lose 12 out of their past 14 I would go mm, to the mm-hmm. players and ask what's going on because Tampa is a well-designed team Colorado a well-designed team but when you have the egregious errors and and fault faulty uh players in Edmonton, I don't think that is the responsibility of the players mm-hmm. to That's answer true. to. I understand at least. That. But of course, of course, uh Edmonton Media uh asks Leon Dreisidel point blank why the Oilers are doing are are bad and and why are they losing? Okay, Jim Matheson asks Leon. I think it's important that we play the clip because it's quite uh, it, it's quite the uh, interaction here. So let's uh, let's play it fully. And Jacob and I lots of
1: reasons for why the owners are playing the way they are in terms of winning and losing. What do you think is the number one reason for? The losses now. Is there is there one thing that you, in your own mind, you're saying we got to get better at that? Yeah, we ha- we have to get
0: better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? Nope. You can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just I, answering your yeah You are.
1: Whenever I ask you a question, I gave you an answer. Not very good one. Okay. I have one more for you. Leon, you show your frustration on the ice last game against Ottawa. Is that a good thing when you show it so the other team
0: knows you're frustrated? Yeah, it's a great thing, for sure.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: Wow. So that obviously made headlines today. What's your initial reaction to that interaction? I think
1: my initial rea- initial reaction, sorry, to most interviews like this and whether that's, you know, NHL, NBA, MLB players, when, you know, they come off as a little bit annoyed. I think my first reaction is, is to be like, why are you annoyed, man? Just answer a couple questions. Your job is to play hockey. Like just someone asks you about hockey, answer a question about hockey. But I think a lot of the time you forget kind of how much these guys are, you know, people too and. They don't want to be talking about, especially a losing streak of 12 games, like you mentioned Simon. I don't think, you know, they've heard much else, whether it be social media coaches, teammates, um, media in general. Like, I don't think they've heard much else about, you know, why are these guys losing? And as you mentioned, when it falls to players like dry, Settle and McDavid, they're, they're still producing at such a high rate, but their team. Uh, it's just it's not showing up in the wins column, right? So I think that's definitely frustrating for for guys like this, and not something I usually take into account right away. But definitely looking at the situation, some of these guys are in, you can understand why they're a little upset when when questions are are vague and and negative like that.
0: I believe that. Matheson, the reporter who asked Dreisaitl these questions, is in the wrong here. Yeah. First off, I don't think a player, especially a player like Dreisaitl, who is immensely Is is he not leading the league in points this year? Yeah, he's up there. I I think he's leading the Uh league in goals. Um, you can double you can double check on that. Matthews will pass him. All probably right. All game. Right. but for now, he's leading goals. Um, I don't think it's his responsibility to answer the kind of question that Matheson asked. I it, Drysaddle doesn't know. Drysaddle could give a guess, right? Drysaddle can give his opinion. But asking or expecting anything more than that, I think, is a little rich. Dryacidal abruptly said, "Everything." That that was that was his answer, and for Matheson to turn around and say, "Why are you being so pissy?" I think is egregiously oh, inappropriate. I
1: think I think that's inappropriate. She absolutely, I think. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, I yeah
0: yeah. I just don't understand where Matheson has this, like, entitlement. Like, he gave you a quote. If you don't like the quote, that's unfortunate. He doesn't owe you anything. And to say, Leon, why are you being so pissy? Imagine someone said that in Toronto, like, in in at for, for performance center. I would I would love to know what would happen. Like I just think it's so uh entitled entitlement is 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 kind of off the charts here. Yeah, I I'd about. agree.
1: I think the way he addressed it is is super inappropriate,
0: like you said. Um
1: and again, not just to kind of play devil's advocate for you here, Simon. I think there there's a clear history too between Dry and and matheson i think i don't know it i don't know if you're laughing because there is a clear history and i'm, I'm unaware of it but i think you know there, there must be something there because he seemed pretty comfortable saying why are you so pissy leon like i don't think you no know, I, I don't think most reporters would say that so i i have a feeling you know they've had some sort of issues in the past or or they've butted heads and and they've and maybe and maybe Mathis has felt like he's gotten the short end of the stick sometimes with dry answers. I don't know. But again, to like completely agree, appropriate way to address that. And uh yeah, if I were Dreidal and I'm I just looked it up, Simon, he's leading the league in points and goals. So both of those things. He is leading the league in. I'd be pretty upset too if my league my team was on a twelve game losing streak. Um and I'm being asked what's wrong. So
0: tough luck for Jim. Like Dry can't save goals. He's like, like he can't make Tyson Berry or Duncan Keith or Mike Smith or Koskinen play better. That that's well not, to quote
1: Koskinen, right? Like he can't score the goals either. Was that not from last week?
0: One, it, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, two weeks ago. And you got to like, you got to recognize that like dressing room. Oh, oh, and like, I don't think the team's doing anything. Like, I don't think they are going to fire Holland. They're going to bring a Vander Kane in, which we've discussed numerous times on this podcast. And both have kind of expressed our feelings about that type of player. But Leon can't fix the, the blue line.
1: I love how that's their fix, eh? I love. Where's he gonna
0: go? Is he gonna go coach? He's gonna go coach Barry and Cece. Do you think Cece's uncoachable? Yeah, guys. So on the on the on the on the offensive uh, on the offensive draws here, we're just gonna you know shift shift over here. No, that's not Dry Settle's responsibility. Talk to the coach. Talk to Holland. Like, get off Dry Settle's back, and then don't get mad when he responds. Uh, pretty pretty bluntly to a dumbass question, like, I like he. I honestly think he handled that better than I would have. Like, don't talk to me on a fourteen on a fourteen game heater, and be like, yeah. So you know, you know, why do you think your team's bad? Like, what a what a what a, what a bad question. Anyways, that's that's my feelings about the situation. Yeah, at least. no
1: valid. I think, um, yeah, I
0: don't know. I as you message me. I think it just definitely reinforces the necessity for Sixpod to have an all-access oh, yeah. media pass.
1: Um
0: I would never have asked Leon no. that question.
1: We'd be getting better answers, better headlines. I would have asked
0: I would have asked him something <laughs> much worse probably. Um much more inappropriate, but definitely I would not have asked such a dumb question like that.
1: All right, Simon. Um let's move into uh a little closer to, to home here with the Raptors. Simon, I don't know about you, but I think I think the Raptors are, are a little better than maybe we've given them credit for. And they're they're just outside of a playoff spot right now and playing pretty good basketball. Fred Van Vliet um, and Pascal Siakam, actually, uh, both have all-star cases. And... And I think one of them has the potential to be in there this year. So, yeah, have you been have you been paying attention recently?
0: Um, I'm watching the the close games. I'm not watching them fully, but I'll usually try and check in on the the third and fourth quarter, and I'll also p- pay more close attention to marquee matchups, whether that you know, for example, the Bucks that, that they, which they beat this past week. I watched that game because I thought that'd be, that kind was of a fun crazy game, see, actually. Uh, how that would play out. Yeah, it was good. We we have the I Bucks. number. I hate um, the Bucks. Man, I hate the Bucs. It's fantastic. Bucks. No, no, I hate you the Bucs. I hate them. No, you hate yeah, Giannis man. too. Which I actually okay. don't. That's uh, like the one take I really disagree with, but we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, I. I like seeing the Raptors uh, kind of in the playoff hunt. I just don't know if that's good for the development of this team and or construction.
1: That's fair. I get that concern. I think, I don't know. I just, I don't love the idea of like tanking though. And I don't think this team will tank. I think they're pretty competitive. I think the way it's set up is that they want to compete while they're rebuilding. So, you know, I think at this point
0: too. Well, no, no, go ahead. Try to tell uh, Van Vliet and Nurse to tank. Yeah, no way.
1: Bet on myself. That's what he's going to do. I don't think that would go no. very well. So, ultimately, I think we have to kind of... I think we're in the, the building process. I think the, the rebuilding process is done. I think we're building right now. I think, you know, I watch...
0: I think the correct term is retooling. I think this team is retooling.
1: I don't know. If you look if you look at this team compared to 2019, like two, two three years ago... When we won the championship, Simon, like you got Siakam Van Vliet, OG. Chris Boucher, who, you know, barely played that run. But like, I don't know. I think it's a bit of, I think it's been a rebuild. And now they're, they kind of see the tools they have, like you said. And they're, they're raw tools. I think we need another draft pick. I don't know. I think we're going to draft great regardless. I don't know why, but there's always one guy that comes out of every draft that I'm, I'm confident in. It's weird. I just, I just trust Bobby and Masai regardless of the slot. They're going to get high value.
0: Are you falling in love with I want to Scotty? talk about Scotty. Like, like um me?
1: I think what? he's like one of the most, you know, this, this is more of a baseball term, but I think he's one of the most toolsy guys on the team. Interesting. So I think mean? he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of raw ability, a lot of athleticism. I think he's just got to kind of shape that and build mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, we saw that dunk last night, that like raw athleticism that's like mini Giannis type stuff, right? Just running across the court, yamming it. And I think ultimately some of the decisions he makes are a little like immature. And I, he's a rookie, right? And he's in the NBA, I'm not. But I just feel like mm-hmm. he, there are times where mm-hmm. he puts his head down. There are times where, you know, he has some little aggressive fouls. There are times where he maybe like you know, dribbles a little too much. I just, there are some times I'm watching him and the decisions he's making seem a little, you know, immature, but like I said, he has those tools and he has that body, that athleticism. I think there's a lot Nick nurse and, um, you know, the coaching staff there can help him, help him be. And I think his ceiling is higher than Siakam's and higher than possibly higher than OG's definitely has maybe the highest ceiling on the team.
0: Yeah. I also just am a huge fan of the compete mm. in him and the, the fire. Did you see his quote last night about uh, rookie of the year? Absolutely. Can I read it out? Uh so when Barnes was asked about him being in the mix for Rookie of the Year, he says, and I quote, "It's important for me to try to win Rookie of the Year to start my legacy off right. That's been a goal of mine since the start of this season. It's something we should all be trying to achieve."
1: Yeah, he's got high aspirations, man. I didn't, I didn't know that.
0: His legacy. This guy's talking about yeah, a legacy. I, did, I had in his to do first a, fifty games. I had to do a double take. Reading it to think if it was like some troll Twitter account, but I was like, nope, that's uh, that's Josh Lewenberg. That's that's a real Toronto Raptor beat reporter. Uh, so yeah, I read that quote. I was like, man, fire me up. Let's go. I'm I'm ready. Legacy. What does no. that entail? That entices me. I'm I'm very excited about that. I think
1: I think there's a lot of a lot of love too for him in the organization. You know, with us picking him over a couple other bigger names at the time obviously it's paying off again and everyone was like can't believe they did that we always trusted Masai. raptors fans never had any doubt simon that he's uh he's gonna be special so i think he's probably in that same boat with og with the you know raptors that are gonna be like the the front you know the face of the team going forward for the next couple years foreseeable future um you know and guys like van Vleet and siakam they're they're vets now, right? Simon, they were, like, young, energetic, you know, bench guys in our 2019 run, again, two, three years ago. And now they're front guys on this team looking to get to, to all-star games. So I think we definitely should utilize that kind of relationship with the younger kind of, you know, guys I mentioned as OG and, and Scotty as they're a competitive team right now and, and have lots learned about winning going forward, I think, from guys like Fred and and Pascal so I'm excited to see how the season ends up going I know like I said they're just outside of a playoff spot but I, I really hope to make the playoffs Simon I know, I know you want them to get a higher draft pick again but I, I won't be upset to watch um, some more Raptors playoff basketball because I really missed that last year going to be honest it was weird watching the playoffs and just Raptors aren't on that bracket for the first time in like 7 years
0: I want to know who I think is super underrated Gary. Or Gary Trent, pardon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if underrated is the right term. I just think he is so valuable to this team. It's great shooter, Um, great
1: defensive player. You know, talking about a sorry,
0: just swag is also off the charts. Did you uh, did you see his outfit on the? um on the game the other day it was ridiculous he wore a reversible gucci uh-huh. sweater that was f- that i i found it on the gucci store it was like 5000 dollars um but it was reversible so at halftime he switched Ooh. it and so the second half it was um, flipped So you know Maybe you can think of it As like A $2,000 sweater And you know Whatever But uh, Really 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 uh, He's a fun player To yeah, watch no. I'm really happy We picked up, we picked him up Off uh, From the, the Yeah and I think
1: You know You haven't heard a lot From Powell this year He's been injured A couple times And He's still doing well But I don't know I just feel as though Maybe we won that trade that's not love for Paolo, though. All
0: right. Alright. Shall we move on to build the ideal sports team? Let's sure. do it, Simon. Would that would that yeah, be uh, appropriate here? All right. So two weeks ago, um I was watching Overdrive and They did this segment, which was to build your ideal sports team uh, of Toronto players and executives, but you only have $15 to spend, and players have certain dollar values, whether it's $5, $4, all the way down to $1 players. And the one rule here is you can only you you have to pick uh one executive or coach. Other than that, the rules are 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 pretty open here. You can be as creative as you want. You can pick a bunch of one dollar players, two dollar players. You it doesn't have to have um you don't have to have one of, of each dollar value or whatever. And so here is the uh price of Uh, the Toronto uh, sports uh, figures. So we've got Matthews, Guerrero Jr., Ujuri, Van Vliet, and Marner. Uh, They are all $5 players or executives. $4, we've got Nurse, Bichette, Springer, Tavares, and Siakam. Our $3 team, team members are Dubis. Burrios, Campbell, Nylander, and uh, Ross Atkins. For our $2 players, we've got Riley, Hernandez, Barnes, Gosman, and Keefe. And then $1, we've got Montoyo, Manoa, Ananobi, Brody, and Trent Jr. So what was your philosophy building your team, Jacob? Can't hear you.
1: So sorry, Simon. Um, accidentally hit my mute button there. Yeah, I think ultimately I want value at each position, if that makes sense. I think not each position, sorry, each pick. $15 It's limited cap space, and you got a lot of high-end talent there. Um, I personally, Simon, for $5, I'm going with Austin Matthews here. Um, My first pick, I think it was between... You right. know, for, if I'm going to spend $5... It's Masai's a great pick there, especially if you need one exec. Um, But I think there's a better value at that spot, like I said. But I think, you know, you could go wrong here. You couldn't go wrong here with either Matthews or Vladdy. Um, Ultimately, though, Mm -hmm. I got some other Blue Jays um, on my list. Um, So I'm in at number four. Um, I'm going with George Springer, speaking of Blue Jays. Um, In my eyes, you know, he's... Okay. He's he's the second best blue jay still. Um behind Vladi. I know Bichette's in this category, but you know, at this point in time I'm going with the more proven guy. Um I think both either Jay in this category is the highest value pick. So, you know, Bichette or Springer couldn't go wrong, but me personally, Springer is is, is our one hundred and fifty million dollar guy, man. I um you know, I, I got big, big expectations for him this year, praying for no injuries. Um, back to you know mvp caliber george springer simon um, for three dollars i went with uh, my exec pick here kyle dubas i think you know we talk about value he's he's probably up there with Masai, maybe not quite at that level at the five dollar level but
0: no no okay hold oh, that no i don't i don't agree with that. you don't agree he's the second best exec on this list I think he is the second best li- uh, executive on this list. I don't think he's up there with Masai. Okay, though. sorry, I,
1: I, he's not there, but he's like second behind Masai. Is what is kind of how I meant to phrase that. My apologies. On this list, on this though, list. Is what
0: you're is what you're saying, though. Oh,
1: Okay, yeah, um, I agree. Because I think you know, as, as good a coach as nurses, I think Dubas has a little more of a. I think he has more of an impact overall on the, on the Toronto sports scene. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, I just think you're kind of potentially snubbing Montoyo, yeah. but alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're nice. going to say second is... Even
1: bring up Montoyo, even uh, bring him up so as a joke your, on your list, and it's invalid. <laughs> automatically.
0: It, just to confirm, Dubis is your Dubis third? is
1: my uh, $3 pick and my exec pick. Um, and then okay. at $2, Simon, i got to okay. go with Kevin Gosman. I'm really excited for, for what this guy's bringing, and I wanted a pitcher. I had to get a pitcher on here, you know. Pitcher bias. So, I think Gosman's the best pitcher on this list. He's better than Burrios, in my opinion at this point in time, and for you know less money, going with going with Gosman here, and for one dollar, finally wrapping it up. Og and Obi for one dollar is a steal, Simon. That's that's an easy pick for me.
0: All right. I think that's a. A fantastic Thanks. list. Appreciate I do. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with that list. I just took mine in a little bit of a yeah, different of direction and emphasized coolness and kind of building for the future of Toronto sports. And I know you had a ton of young players as, as, as well, but um I don't think you can build a cooler list than than mine. So $5 uh, AM34 Austin Matthews. Uh I agree. It's between So him I mean it was never a, a thing for you. You see Matthews regardless of the money. No, not slamming for me. that card down. No. No. Absolutely. Uh, if I could buy if there were two Austin Matthews I, I would I'd probably spend another five. No, I if wouldn't. there were five Austin I, Matthews, I you'd take out a loan to get five <laughs> Austin Matthews. I'm right now. Uh, number four is Bo Bichette. Um, I think like on that list, I think Bichette is, has the most promise because Nurse. And Springer and Tavares and Siakam are already established mm. personnel uh, within within their teams. So I think Bichette ha- still has like a lot of growing to do, and that's exciting. Number three, uh, Kyle Dubis. Uh, that's going to be my exec of choice. Super smart, uh, graduate of Brock Sports mm-hmm. Management Studies. Um, go Badgers! Uh, Number two is uh, Barnes, right? So again, building Mm -hmm. for the future. I think that's very exciting. And then finally, talking about a steal, and I guess in reality, all of these would be steals at $1, but for like a value pick, man, you can't, have a season like Manoa had and be like, yeah, sorry, you're not going to be on that, that my ideal sports team for Toronto. I I think he deserves to be there. Um, Alec Manoa, come on down. You've been selected. I think Ananobi is a fantastic choice, but you got to go with Manoa here for me. That's fair.
1: That's electric. Um, Simon kind of on this topic. I love your list, by the way. I think it's great. It's well thought out. Thank you. Thank Um, you. I was thinking about this question. I want you to name the most okay. loved and most hated Toronto athletes of all time. So who do you think was the guy that, you know, regardless of who you ask is is going to be loved, he's going to be respected, he's going to be acknowledged.
0: Pre- all-time all-time Toronto present athletes all-time 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 all-time. Okay. So
1: you got to rack the brain a bit here. Um I've I, I already have your my two list. names? You got recency bias. I got I've written team. all over this. I know it. Nope. 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 You're telling me you're
0: there's a couple. There's a couple for the there, there's, there's a couple for the okay, most loved. Okay, give me
1: your most loved.
0: Uh
1: can can I give a couple you or, can give or give me the names, names I that like were, were on your mind, but then tell me yeah, who it finally Yeah, so
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm so Lowry's mm-hmm. up there. I think holiday is mm-hmm. definitely up there. I think holiday probably is, is is what takes it um i just wish that team was better with him on on when he was pitching for us i think joe carter is up there i think those are my 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 kind of runner-ups and of those three i I would have to say holiday
1: i love that i love that answer um you know similar names came up for me but i went with lowry um that's probably a little more recency bias but I also think a little bit about like Daryl Sittler and some guys like in you know the '90s, '80s with the Leafs that were the face of hockey around here. But I think right now, if I if you mm. ask someone on the street, they would probably say Lowry. That's my answer, at least.
0: I think if the Leafs do the mm-hmm. thing eventually, I think Tavares and Matthews. So you're not talking about it? That is that list. what it is? We're not talking. Um, or
1: we're not saying win a cup. We try not to taboo it or something.
0: Well, kind oh, of. Yeah. My therapist has, and I have worked on not putting it mm. out there in the universe because I set myself up for failure.
1: Um, sadness, yeah, heartbreak, yeah,
0: dejection, yeah, depression, yeah. all of the things. So, but when the Leafs do hopefully win a cup eventually, I, I do think that Tavares and Matthews will. Hopefully, be up on that list. That would that would be kind of cool. Most hated. This is I don't know. Me. Oh man, Ew. it's
1: Dion Phaneuf. It's got to be Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. Who else? No, he
0: he got it. He got yeah, it pretty bad in Toronto. Um. Brian McCabe. And then decided he wanted and then he wanted um his retirement party at Toronto, which okay. was kind of confusing. I love out of, out of wife enough. Um I think it's similar if we're gonna connect it to the Leafs, because it's always about the Leafs. I think if it's another poor performance for 16, this playoffs. I think he's I up there. It. I knew that name was coming out of your mouth. I, you, I I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Tell me I'm You're wrong. Not wrong. Um, right. If he if he goes yeah. to sleep again in the playoffs,
1: yeah. I mean, again, this is a little recency bias because like guys like Brian McCabe, um, even like Phil Kessel for
0: yeah. an extent, like, you know, well, it's also it's also more difficult to gauge um the despise for players when we're now in an mm-hmm. era of social media, right? When like FNUF was like really hated, really it was just kind of Steve Simmons just ripping on him in the Toronto Sun. Um you know, with with the more recent iterations of the Leafs, and I'm referring to Mitch Marner here, uh, you know, I can just name search Marner after a game. And there's ridiculous things that are being said about yeah, him and his family. That's true. Um, specifically <laughs> his father. Atta boy, Paul. Um, so, yeah. I think if he doesn't do anything again in the playoffs, I think he becomes the most tro- most hated uh, tr- sport, Toronto sports person. If not, in the least, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think also you got to look at like... A sp- for a period of time at least uh Vince Carter like right after he left the Raptors
0: um see I was gonna bring that up because I wasn't around obviously for that no we were um, we were alive yeah. well, I was but no, I wasn't yeah. like following no I know but we yeah, weren't following yeah. the team um uh yeah it was kind of like a uh like over time the wounds healed a little bit so I don't I don't think he's the most hated I think if you like asked someone. Like when that when he left when that happened. Uh I would I would say probably, sure. but yeah. I agree though. FNUF definitely has um He's got a, a special place in Toronto. I Can't think yeah, of any exactly. Jays
1: really that left on, on <sighs> really bad terms.
0: Um uh Chatwood. <laughs> he wasn't good. Dolice um, might be
1: like if you talk about like if you just yeah, name search Dolice after a game DeLise? in
0: 2021. There's some there's some hate speech going on. So Dolice uh, single handedly cost the Jays yeah. a playoff spot. So well, I think so did DeLose Chatwood. Could a lot of guys did there. A lot of guys oh, yeah. did. We oh, yeah. won't open that
1: up oh, yet, yeah. Simon. We got some time before we we open those ones. But yeah, let's 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 merge yeah. into um. The NHL All Star Game coming up, Simon. I wanna I wanna hear what you think about the selections.
0: First off, huge shout out to uh, Jack Campbell for making the All Star. I think that's super fun. Uh, he'll be going with uh, AM 34 uh, to Vegas, and that's Campbell's first All Star Game. Also, want to shout out a uh, friend of the pod, Nick Suzuki, for making the uh, All Star game and representing the Canadians. Friend of the pod. Um, there was a there was a pretty cool uh, there was a pretty cool quote from Suzuki's press conference the other day, just where he was just talking about you like shout how. Out six pod? <laughs> oh
1: nah
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I yeah, maybe I missed that part. Uh, just explaining how it was always a dream of his to go you know, to the all-star and, you know, you think about it, right? Like all of us kind of had that dream at some point, whether it's hockey or, or maybe Jacob and your case baseball, like that is super cool. And congrats to him. Uh, but the NHL all-star game is just the biggest joke in the world. Um, no player wants to go when they've already gone. Um, And it's bad. It's like just so capitalistically driven it's ridiculous it's no one watches it it's fun for like the fans that are there because you can kind of like see the stanley cup and get autographs and do these fun you know exhibits or whatever but like the real only event that i will be tuning into is the fastest skater that's really the only well, event the i care for shot. to be completely honest with you that's cool no okay no no it's not I like the it's not cool. Too. Um, no, it, that's not cool either. Um, well, maybe it is. I don't know. What I do know though, is that it's, it's, it's something needs to change. And it's just the NHL all-star, like the NBA all-star seems fun. Players look like they're having fun. Players look like they want to be there. You look at the, uh, uh, NHL all-star they all look like this is the worst thing that they've ever been to. And that's disappointing because it is supposed to be like a celebration of the season. And I know it's a huge sponsorship opportunity. That's really kind of why they run it, but there, there has to be something to improve the level of enjoyability for the players. What are your thoughts? on the NHL All-Star yeah. game. Like do you will you watch it?
1: Yeah, like I won't watch the All-Star I won't watch the game, but I'll I'll tune into skills night like where they do the fastest skater, the hardest shot, the accuracy stuff. I think that's probably the most fun. I don't think the game itself is is it 3 on 3 now though?
0: I have no idea. They switched yeah, up every year to I make it that weird. somewhat less miserable, but it always becomes less. It always yeah, becomes more miserable. Weird. They change
1: the format of the game like frequently. I find so, I don't think that's something that yeah, needs to uh, be changed so frequently, right? Could just be me.
0: My other comment is regarding the NHL. I think they have some smart people mm. that work at the league. Mm. Some. Why would you, and I'm referring to the 2019 All-Star game because that's the last time there was one in St. Louis. Why would your first event be the fastest skater? Like the, the marquee event, per se, right? That was literally the first event industry. they did. Oh, boy. Uh, McDavid, McKinnon, Barzell. Mitch. Is Mitch? Uh, Larkin. Landis What? Mitch, Mitch is not going to the All-Star game. Thank God. Um, What else? Uh, who else? Uh, I think that's... Uh, I think that's Tavares. Um, no, Tavares is not going to the All-Star game. I
1: thought he game. was the, uh, the last one. Stamkos
0: is, though. No, he didn't get voted in. He didn't get voted in. It was Stamkos who got the Eastern vote, uh, which that? is kind of cool. He Stamkos that? is sick. Or deserved it. Uh I would I would say Stamkos probably deserves it more than Tavares. Tavares has had a good year, but the biggest snub right now is Neilander not going to the All Star game. That's Kadri? ridiculous. And it brings what me to Kadri? my pardon me. Oh, Kadri we got, got in. last got in. He was last man in. Got, in. Okay. got in. Yeah, he was the last man in for the for the for the for the West. I would have rioted, um, the yeah. game if Kadri didn't get in. He's having such a good season. I miss him so much. Um, stop letting every team get a player in the all-star game that's ridiculous it's not a participation event why are teams that are like dead last in the league sending players jacob answer me that
1: you know i was like you know watching the mlb all-star game that's the same case and that's not really ever been something i've i've Really thought about for more than than a couple of minutes. I don't think it's something. Maybe in baseball because there's more people that make the All Star team, or or there's, I don't know, Simon. But I just have never really been concerned about that. I, I've enjoyed it because like the J, you're like, oh, who's the J this year? But they also don't end up really playing sometimes either. Like not everyone's going to get into the All Star game too. So I don't know. I think I think you have a point. But I also think, you know, there's there's some aspect of what's the bright spot, you know, if a team is in dead last. Do they have someone who, you know, is, is playing at an all-star level?
0: Like, no offense to Rasmus Dahlin, but he's not better than William Nylander. Or I guess more deserving to be at this year's all star game. Um similar to I think David Pasternak should probably be at this year's all star game. No, because we have to bring Thomas Shabbat, who
1: we don't do any sentence under here, so let's check it. <laughs>
0: um, you know, you look at, you know, Jack Campbell, you know. Deservedly. Vasilevsky deservedly. Mm-hmm. Right? But you know, I think Charlie McAvoy should probably be in um actually no, he's not better than Akblad. Um, but he's better th- like McAvoy's better than uh Dalene and Shabbat. Um Like Claude Giroux, he's been actually having a pretty good season. Um, <laughs> Other
1: than that, though, what's what's but, like your main issue? Is it like what is the main issue behind the All Star Game being unwatchable? In your opinion, is it because of this?
0: I just think players don't give a shit. That's that's probably my issue, and maybe maybe that's something the NHL can't them? fix. But then I just look to, but then I just look to the NBA, and the NBA players have yeah. fun well not
1: last year they didn't want to do it last year but usually typically
0: no well it was yeah, dumb there was no one there time. and it right but like so i guess my issue is like why can't it like why can't the league do something right but that's a high ask for the nhl i understand that um nhl if you're listening to this please accept my request for a media pass for the all-star game, Jacob and I would love to head down Mm -hmm. to Vegas uh, and cover the event. That'd be fun.
1: Um, But yeah, Simon, let me leave you with one final question.
0: Okay.
1: Going into this week, what's, what's one thing, what's one thing you want to see out of Mitch Marner?
0: He actually had a good game uh, in St. Louis. Um, he had an unreal assist for the tying goal to Matthews. Uh, what well, I'd like to see a power play goal, you know, in over 110 games. That'd be cool. Maybe, um, you know, when we're paying him 10.93 million dollars, um, I'd like him to. Uh, yeah, I want a power play goal for Marner. That's my that's my wish.
1: All right. Well, here you heard it. Mark it on your calendars. Mitch Marner. And if he trade doesn't, him. trade him. Trade him. Pics. Trade him. Take apart the team. Take apart the Cap team. Cap space. Rebuild.
0: Go enjoy uh, go enjoy Anaheim, Paul. I hope you do. All right, everybody. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back at it next week. We're um, really appreciative of it. And uh, yeah, thanks again.